0: Hi, this is Dave Durr. Thanks for tuning in today. Today we're going to take a look at Luke 9, verses 10 through 17. When the apostles returned, they told Jesus everything they had done. Then he slipped quietly away with them toward the town of Bethsaida. But the crowds found out where he was going, and they followed him. He welcomed them and taught them about the kingdom of God, and he healed those who were sick. Late in the afternoon, the twelve disciples came to him and said, "'Send the crowds away to the nearby villages and farms, "'so they can find food and lodging for the night. "'There is nothing to eat here in this remote place.' But Jesus said, "'You feed them.' "'But we only have five loaves of bread and two fish,' they answered. "'Or are you expecting us to go and buy enough food for this whole crowd?' for there were 5,000 men there. Jesus replied, Tell them to sit down in groups of about 50 each. So the people all sat down. Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, looked up toward heaven, and blessed them. Then breaking the loaves into pieces, he kept giving the bread and fish to the disciples so they could distribute it to the people. They all ate as much as they wanted, And afterward, the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftovers. Well, what an incredible account of Jesus at work and on mission with his disciples. As a quick review, let's briefly look at the context of this. First of all, Jesus had sent the 12 disciples out, but not before he gave them his authority and power to drive out demons cure diseases, and preach the kingdom of God. This is exactly what Jesus was doing, and they were able to watch him do this kingdom work uh, firsthand and close to him. And now Jesus knew it was time for them to take on this same responsibility, not on their own, but in his power and authority. So the disciples did what he sent them out to do, and now they were returning and reporting to Jesus what took place. They had spent time watching and learning, and now they were given an opportunity to do it without Jesus, yet in the power of the Holy Spirit. So what does Jesus do here after their return? Well, this is where we join the story. He loads them in a boat, and they withdraw from the crowds. That, of course, we know continued to grow as the healing work of Jesus grew exponentially at this time through his disciples. Jesus may have thought it would be a good idea for them to rest and further debrief what they had seen and done, but the crowds had a different idea. What a sight it must have been as the crowds followed along on the shoreline as the boat traversed across the lake. These crowds were hearing Jesus say that his kingdom included them. They were no longer marginalized. Their hope was restored as they were physically, emotionally, and spiritually healed by Jesus. Well, that pretty much sets up the scene. Jesus and the disciples land the boat on the other shore, maybe four to five miles away, and are confronted by the crowds who followed along the shoreline. It's recorded in the Gospel of Matthew that Jesus had compassion on them and healed their sick. We can assume that it's been a long day for Jesus, but it's also been a long day for the disciples and the crowds. Everyone must have been tired and hungry. Remember, there was no fast food stops along the way, no convenience stores where they could pick up a bag of chips, a Snickers, or other snack items to get them through the end of the day. The disciples encouraged Jesus to send the crowds away so they can find food and lodging for the night. Yet Jesus responds in a very peculiar way by saying, You feed them. The disciples responded by letting Jesus know that they had only five loaves of bread and two fish, hardly putting a dent into the feeding of this group of 5,000. Almost like, You've got to be kidding. Well, after the disciples unsuccessfully made a few efforts to push back on Jesus' command, Jesus moves into action and gives them their assignments. So let's take a look at what's going on here. First of all, Jesus sees the people and recognizes their need, and he has compassion for them. He sees who they are and understands their needs and cares for them. You know what? He also sees our needs and understands us and cares for us. Jesus also knows that the disciples are unable to meet the people's needs on their own. They didn't have adequate resources to do so. Even though they had just returned from an incredible experience of performing miracles by healing people, casting out demons, and teaching about the kingdom, Jesus was still their resource and really all they needed to perform these actions. And then finally, Jesus shows us that he, in the power of the Holy Spirit, is able to meet all the needs of the 5,000. And in this situation, he proceeded to do so. Jesus could have done this miracle in many different ways, but he chose to use people, his disciples. And you know what? Jesus continues to meet the needs of others through people today. What kind of people? People like you and me. Inadequate, untrained, scared, uncertain, lacking confidence, but available and willing. What can we learn today from this miracle? I believe Jesus is showing his disciples the importance of giving to him what they have not worrying about what they were lacking or what they didn't have. What a great reminder for each of us as we enter a life on mission to focus on what we have instead of what we don't have. Let God make up the difference. That may mean remembering this during those times when we're tired and maybe uncertain of what we can do to help our neighbor. Or maybe when we sense God is asking us to do something for that co-worker and it just doesn't make sense. Maybe it's when our thoughts go to a similar situation, when we prayed for healing for someone, and then we tell ourselves, this didn't help or work before, why try again? Or maybe when we sense a need to stand up for someone who's being mistreated. But we're fearful that our actions won't be received well, and we may look weak and ineffective. We'll be embarrassed. Listen, Jesus' answer to each of us in all of this is, I'm enough. I am with you. I will give you exactly what you need. What I have for you is sufficient for what you're faced with. I am the one who fed 5,000 with five loaves and two fish through my disciples who were, by the way, just like you. So what is God calling you to do today, this week or this year? What is he saying to you? And what are you going to do about it? Let's pray. Father, thanks for being our dad, for caring for us, for meeting all of our daily needs. Thanks for reminding us of how you work through people to do what you desire to do in and for people. You recognize that what we have is totally inadequate for the task at hand, yet we know that's okay because you replace that feeling of inadequacy with your authority and power through the Holy Spirit. Thank you for that. We ask that you continue to work in and meet the needs of others through us. Thanks for placing us in neighborhoods, schools, families, and workplaces so that your kingdom will come on earth as it is in heaven, through us. Lord God, strengthen us and encourage us this day to be about the work, the mission that you have for us. We confess that in meeting needs all around us on our own, we are totally inadequate. But with you, we have all we need. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear where you are at work all around us so that we may join in that work. In Jesus' name and for his glory, we pray. Amen. Have a great day.